Ah, okay. Uh, so this is podcast number four. Um, welcome to uh, Seeing It This Way. I'm Jamie, the host, I guess, and today we have a super, 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 super special guest. Uh, she's my favorite person in the whole world, and uh, we're married, and I've known her for a really long time. Uh, so we have Nina Masharova, and we both have like a lot of feelings, so this is <laughs> just going to be a lot of feelings. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Nina can introduce herself and say like what she does or whatever, and then we'll get into what this is going to be about. Because we care so much about this shit that we're going to tattoo it on ourselves probably at some point. So, yeah, it's going to be real. Okay. Um, Nina, who are you? Cool. Hi. Uh, so, I'm Nina. I'm Neon Sai on Twitter, which is my actual essence of self as opposed to anything else. Um, and I am I live in Brooklyn currently. I'm involved with the Silent Barn Collective where I like book shows and do safer spaces things and help run other parts of the Silent Barn to some extent. And uh, I'm currently an associate editor at Impose Magazine, which is on the internet and is good. <laughs> and then besides that, as like a human, I also do a bunch of zines and comics and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She is a jack of all trades. There's so many things. Yeah. And the internet. That's a thing. I'm um, on the internet. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I've known, just, I feel like I did this with Lior too. Like just as a background, I've known... Nina since um, freshman year of college because um, I actually had requested to live with someone else freshman year and then it didn't like go through for some fateful reason. I think I said I was a smoker and she did not or something. Um, so anyway, I ended up with Nina as my random roommate and it was like the best thing that's ever happened. So um, I don't know what it's else to probably say. the only thing that led, like... Like, my survival of freshman year, I think, was, like, directly correlated to, like, being Amy's roommate. Very important. Yeah. Okay. So, we are, like, both very angsty and emotional human beings continuously throughout our lives. <laughs> and um, so, uh, we're going to talk about Brand New, which, um, as a self-proclaimed Long Island emo girl at many points in my life. Uh, Brand New was a band, like very much a band that meant a lot to me and means a lot to me. Um, and yeah, so we are obviously, maybe not obviously, um, I've gotten to, to arguments about this lately, but we're obviously, to me, going to talk about Deja Entendu. Uh, yes. Because that was like the album throughout high school and even college and just life. <laughs> so, yeah. Pivotal. Pivotal album. Yes. Okay. So we will get right into my first question, which is more general. But Nina, how do you define emo? Oh, whoa. It's a big, big picture question. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, there's like textbook music definitions, which is like post, emo, like post emotional hardcore, post hardcore, emotional yeah. post hardcore, whatever. Lior did that but, a lot. Yeah. 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 You can hear about that from Lior. Uh, but um, like, I feel like, to me, emo is just, like, musically, it was this specific, like, mix of, like, rock and roll and, like, almost, like, singer, songwriter, like, coffee shop, like, like very per- first-person-y, very feelings-based songwriting. Yeah. 
confessional. Like, yeah, it was just like <laughs> conf- very confessional. Um, and it was like like at the point where I encountered emo, it was like it wasn't Midwestern emo. It was like East Coast emo, which was a lot of like New Jersey, like more screamo-y bands, and then like Long Island emo, like as like anchored by like Brand New and Taking Back Sunday. And it was like lots of boys, like with lots of feelings. And it was like at kind of at the same time as live journal was like coming up and like everyone was very like confessional minded and like about like saying their feelings in public like there was like some sort of like emo live journal like conspiracy like media conspiracy and it just like came in at very particular time so yes i mean like emo as a movement is very like 2000 and like whenever i should know 2002 yeah like 2003 yeah 2004 yeah but yeah yeah, so that's when it was like a musical time. Yeah, this is why we're like married. Because I, like, you sound like me on every other thing. Because I was like, yeah, like, New Jersey, like, Long Island emo, like, live journal, like, Zanga, aim profile, away messages, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It was a time. That, that was like super duper a time. Um, yeah. yeah. No, and I think that I, I feel like we definitely, yeah, we had a, like, a vaguely similar trajectory in a sense where, like, yeah, it was. Brand new and taking back Sunday and saves a day and stuff. Those were like the first. It was like that was what I thought of when I thought of emo or like dashboard or something like that. And then the more like the Midwestern emo, which is like people see it as more like maybe mature kind of um, um, musically or lyrically, whatever. I feel like we listened to like I listened to that more in like college. Um, Yeah, you discover that after. Yeah, yeah, and like we both love Promise Ring, so that was like a big part of. Road tripping and listening to the promise ring—that <laughs> was a thing. Um, so yeah, no, totally. So I, I feel like a similar way. Um, like that time was very like angsty, like everyone talking about their feelings all the time, and everyone like validating other people's feelings, and like it was kind of like I didn't feel bad about it. Like I was just kind of like a teenager and was like word vomiting, and it was like really cathartic for me. And like no one made me feel like, that was a bad thing to do. And, like, emo, it was, like, this thing where it was, like, yeah, this is, like, supporting this whole idea of, like, just, like, saying all this, like, really angsty, dark shit at that time. Yeah. It just yeah, it was, really, it was really normalized. It wasn't, yes. like, I mean, like, yeah. I think older people made you feel bad about it, like, like, oh, I don't get what emo is, like, everyone. but, like, yeah. yeah, I felt like it was just, like, really important to, like, specifically, I mean, maybe this is, like, getting ahead of myself, but, like, I don't know, like, I feel like when I came across, like, that brand of emo I was like like 12 or like 14 like at the time when you're like holy yeah. shit like feelings like yeah. what are feelings yeah. and then you're like yeah. I will deal with this by just like telling everyone about it but like not like my <laughs> friends or anything but like the internet tell all your all friends were, like I'm not gonna tell my friends I'm gonna tell like stadium crowds like you know it's, like, yeah stadium oh totally <laughs> no totally that's I feel like we've talked about this a lot at some point but like totally the idea of like like, I had friends who, like, like in real life friends who had Zangas and Live Journals and stuff, but it was, like, this still very, very internet-based group of people, you know, that, like, you may never meet and, like, you may never actually be friends with, like, in a real way. But that was a very real thing, that community at that time. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that was, like, like our, like, our age, like, our, like, adolescence and then, like, that music, like, coinciding kind of was, like, a very, you know, it made a lot of sense. Like, it, I think that's why we care about it so much but um yeah so okay so a few minutes on the context of the artist and the album uh so brand new i 
first listened to them in seventh grade. Um, I don't remember, like, how or why I, like, first heard them, but it was uh, their first album, uh, Your Favorite Weapon. Got a $20 bill that says no one's ever seen you without makeup. You always made up. Which is, like, a very... I love that album still. I think it's, like, really fun to listen to, but it's, uh... I don't know. It's it, they, they get darker as the albums go on, brand new. And uh, so in seventh grade, that felt like a like a like a fine album to listen to because I was like having crushes and like feeling weird. Um, and then I think I heard Deja Entendu probably in eighth grade or maybe ninth grade, one of those. And um, that was in when did it come out? Two thousand three or two thousand four? One of those. Uh, yeah, you should know this. I know. Shit. <laughs> I feel like we've been like looking up the literally also googling it. <laughs> oh god, okay. Um 2003. Okay, 2003. Yeah, that makes sense. I yeah. was 13. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was that was what like 8th grade or something. Um yeah, so it means already heard in French and I feel like at some point I took French and I probably thought that was like a very clever name. Um and so I remember uh hearing them and it was like just like the perfect time to hear them it was like the perfect time like 13 and 14 and then I seriously listened to that album like throughout high school <laughs> like maybe past a point where I like maybe should not have been listening to it anymore but <laughs> um but I still did and this was one of the most like quoted albums on like any of my like away messages profiles whatever like they're very clever but but it's still like in a I don't even know not like tongue well sometimes tongue-in-cheek but it's like this very, like, as a teenager, I feel like you take them very seriously, and then as you get older and grow with the album, you're kind of like, oh, these are getting less and less serious. Like, this is kind of like, <laughs> as a 20-something, it's like, I can still relate, but it's in, like, a very different way, where it's like, he's almost, like, making fun of, sort of, how serious they are. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. How would you sort of explain that? It's like, I was thinking about that kind of in the same way, because, like, I, I was thinking about this a lot recently, because I'm having a lot of feelings recently. And, like... What? Feelings? <laughs> well, it's, like, I had, like, a feeling-based situation recently, and, like, almost immediately, like, this, like, not even to listen to, like, FBS. Out, but it, like, regressed to, like, the first music that you started associated with, like, associating with, like, feelings-based situations, which in my case was, like, brand new and Taking Back Sunday. Yeah. And it's, like, at the time, I think that it's a lot, because it came out when you're, like, 13 or 14, so you haven't even really had, like, romantic relationships yet, or, like, real ones, Yeah. but you have, like, these feelings, and, like, yep. your feelings are very important, and so, like, you immediately, like, latch on to these songs, and, like, start, like, relating to things in the way of these songs, kind of. Yeah. I don't know, like, I was thinking recently about how, like, our generation is so fucked because we don't know, like, the formative formative example of how to process like emotions was like through emo music which is yeah. kind of it's like horrible like we're fucked um but you're right, at the time it was like very serious and it's like wow this is so deep and this is so like real and now i'm just like get out of here like you were like 20 like you were like 24 when you wrote this but now it seems like it's like kind of like purposefully like yeah it's like kind of bitter it's like kind of tongue-in-cheek more mm -hmm. see that more yeah 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 it all depends though because it's like on your favorite weapon it's like it's definitely more childish i think he wrote it when he was like way younger yeah and it's that like taking back sunday thing where it's like very weaponized 
weaponized. Well, first of all, like, the music <laughs> is more fun. It's more like pop punk, but it's also it's very weaponized. It's very like specific and like yes. attacky. Yeah, like, yeah, like, the whole feud. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then like Deja Intended is like. I don't know, it was very, like, a lot of the lyrics are more abstract, a lot of the songs are more abstract, yeah. and I feel like, because of that, like, whenever I got into a specific situation that I was, like, really sad about, I would, like, listen to Your Favorite Weapon or Dejan Sandu, or, like, Taking Back Sunday, and, like, be, like, really weaponized about things, Yeah. but Dejan Sandu was, like, permanently, it was, like, the thing that was permanently on, it was just, like, on literally all of the time. Yes. It was, like the color that everything was, I don't know. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah, it does, yeah, like, that was a very, yeah, the whole feud, Taking Back Sunday brand new, like, it was, like, you sort of, if you knew that context, and I'm assuming everyone did at that time, it was, like, it was, like, the album, the albums took on, like, a, like, a new, it was, like, a meaning where it was, like, it was, like, very specific to a story, you know, and it was, like, that wasn't, maybe not as, like, universal, right, and I think Deja Entendu, it's, like, almost, um, I think they're more self-aware, that's what I would say. Um, and more aware of, like, the scene, what, like, the scene kind of, like, means, or, like, whatever. I think that's, like, a thing that Brand New has gotten. I think that's a common theme. Um, or becoming more, maybe, like, disillusioned with it, too. Um. More self-critical, also. Like, definitely your favorite was very much, like, attacking the other person and being, like, it's all your fault. Like, yeah, like, a thing, and I'm hurt by it, and, like, this is terrible. And it's, like, really satisfying to listen to, especially, like... No, even now, still, actually. Yeah. But, like, definitely, like, when you're 13 and sad, and you're like, this person hurt me. And, like, maybe that is, like, cathartic at a point to feel that way. I mean, we're all 13. But then but after yeah. a point, you're like, um, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. And then, <laughs> Deja is definitely more, like, self-critical. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point, yeah. And I think both of them, I think both of those things are super valid. Like, needing to be mad at another person, totally legit. Like, really great. Needing to, like, look, <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> If they deserve it. Needing to, like, look at yourself and seeing, like, what you're doing that's shitty. Also super important, right? And, like, that's, and that's, like, kind of more of, like, an emotional maturity. Like, seeing what your role in it is it in it. And, like, and I do think, yeah, that's, like, as brand new matures, they, they focus a lot on that, too. Which I think is cool. And that's probably also how I progressed as well. So, like, I think it made sense, um, like, chronologically in my life. Yeah. I wish I wish that I had done that. I feel like I like heard Deshaun Tendu first and your hero up in second. So before <laughs> I try to like be mad at people, I like think I definitely internalized the like the like like there's so much internalized self loathing on Deshaun Tendu. Like he's like having he's like so bitter and yeah. he's so like like he like hates himself and he like kinda like hates yeah. he's just like really bitter. He like hates touring. Yeah. And I definitely like yeah. internalized that vibe before I like realized that it was okay to be mad at people, I think. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah, no, that is interesting, actually, that you heard this one first, because that, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Jesse is an unhinged, I love him, I love him so much, he's super unhinged, like, I saw him, no, I saw, okay, I saw him last year, actually, in July, and he clearly just, like, does not like, like, he very obviously does not like touring, he does not like Dejan Tandu anymore, he does not, well, he would never, never plays your favorite weapon, like, he maybe played Jude Law occasionally, but he clearly hates it, like, he fucking hates it, um, so he's, I think he's a really interesting character, like, you can, like, physically, like, hear him, like, outgrowing himself, you know what I mean, like, outgrowing his, his, himself, and sort of, like, what he was like, even in this album, like, he doesn't really like playing it anymore, so I think that's really interesting, like, he's a very interesting character in emo, I think, because I think he, tried to really get away from that, like, in the later albums, and 
but people are still obviously like, you know, Dejan Tandu holds a really special place in people's hearts. And, yeah. you know, so I think he feels very, I'm just putting feelings into his whatever. Um, I know what Jesse Lacey feels. And it is that I think he's conflicted about how much his fans fucking love his older shit and how much he doesn't like it. So, um, well, I was thinking about that recently. Like, I was thinking about it because uh, I'm, like, making more zines now and stuff. And I was, like, tabling at a zine fair recently. And my friend, and, like, most of my zines, like, are, are like, on that Deshaun's and new level where they're, like, still, like, kind of, like, abstract and coded and yeah. stuff. And, like, I still have a hard time being, like, really overtly, like, personal and specific and then, like, putting that out there. Yeah. But I have a friend who does that uh, really well. And, like, one of my zines is kind of like that. And I was talking about this zine fair and I was just like, wait, this is fucking horrible. Because, like, this is, like, a way that I felt... And then, like, now it's, like, almost, like, a year later, so I'm, like, I have enough distance from that, and then, like, like when you look at back at, like, your things that you wrote, like, about feelings you had, like, a year ago, it's, like, kind of embarrassing. You're, like, you, yeah. like, kind of hate yourself. It's, like, yeah. It's, yeah. like, oh, this is so, like, this was fun. Like, why was I so upset? But then you're, like, cons- like distributing it to people, and you're, like, here, yeah. like, have my feelings. And, like, I don't really feel, I don't know, it's just this weird thing. And we were talking about how, like, we're actually talking about, like, like, emo and stuff like that, and how, like, at least with zines, you, like, just give it to the person, and they can read it on, like, their own time, but (laughs) when you're a musician, you're, like, constantly performing these feelings that you probably, like, have gotten over in some capacity, Yeah, and, like, that has to be a really weird thing to do, like, I could not do that, I think. No, oh my god, no, you're so right, I totally agree, I think that's incredibly weird, especially, like, and especially, I think, too, like, it's probably, like, the more fans, like, are really obsessed and feel connected to it, the more you're probably kind of like, ugh, like, I hate this. Like, singing, like, you know, fucking Sick Transit Gloria, Glory Fades. Like, I'm sure he's like, I am, like, this is super not where I am at right now, and, like, I hate that I have to relive this, like, every night, you know? So I totally get that. I can't can't imagine that either. Especially for, like, an album like this. It's like, that's, like, a pretty intense thing to, like, feel like you need to revisit. Like, that does suck, so... Yeah. Totally, yeah, that makes sense. Um, also, I think this is funny. So I love reading the Wikipedia page because I always find out like really weird shit about the album that I like. Just, like, who decides what they put on this Wikipedia page? Like, so under the reception for you edit the Wikipedia page. No, I know. Oh my god, let's not get into that. But yeah, um, so under the reception, so it's like they it got mostly positive reviews. Praise the band's evolution from their first album, and listen to this description that all music gave the album, which all music is like such a weird thing. Um, so unlike their debut, Deja Antandu isn't all about bitter breakups and doesn't fall into a permanent punk pop hole. I love that phrase, permanent punk pop hole. I'm in a permanent. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me in my permanent punk pop hole. <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys um i've been sorry um so it says this sophomore effort finds brand new maturing reaching for textures and song structures instead of cliches i'm thinking about it now like i was thinking about this i was re-listening to it uh in preparation and it's like actually like to go back to the thing you said where you said your favorite weapon is really specific and like maybe dejan is more wide open i was listening to this and it's like the funny thing is it's like your favorite weapon is very specific but it towards a really relatable situation where it's like you're mm. breaking up with someone you're mad at your friend which is like a thing that anyone can kind of use that's true but the first like four songs of Deja Antandu are just about touring which is actually like mm. like I felt like I re- like related to like bits and pieces of it and now I'm listening to it and I'm like no this is just like all about touring like this isn't an experience that most people have had and like the first like four or five songs are like a solid block of just like writing about that which is really interesting no you're so right oh that yeah you're so right and I think that 
Yeah, I'm wonder- I know, and I'm wondering kind of, like, what does it say about Jesse, Jesse Lacey or, like, my connection to this album that, like, I still, for some reason, quoted all those lyrics and, like, still really... Yeah, and, like, I still felt connected to it. Like, again, it's like, does that mean he's, like, a good lyricist? Or was it just, like, I just, like, shoehorned myself into it? Or, like... Um, I think both. I think definitely both. <laughs> yeah, and I think... And I, no, I think that's a really good point. I think that... Um, and also the name of it, Already Heard, Deja Entendu, that's, like that's like such a an interesting name because it's like I feel like he's already he was like sick of this album almost like when he put it out you know and like yeah. um and I like now looking back on it because I can see it from like a new sort of like a more objective kind of stand not objective that's never a thing but um whatever less emotional standpoint more, yeah, maybe more distance. yeah yeah more distance and like also I think the idea of touring or feeling disconnected is, is also I mean throughout the album like Guernica is about his grandpa dying and he was on tour and couldn't like go yeah. home and I thought that was, I mean, I related to that in a lot of ways because it's just, like, death in general, but it was still, like, this string of kind of, like, feeling distance. And also Play Crack the Sky, the best song ever. Um, yeah. It's, like, this really weird feeling of, like, being on the ocean and, like, dying. Like, I think it's all very, um, very morbid and very connected to sort of, yeah, like, being transient, which I think now we definitely relate to a lot. And, um yeah not knowing what the fuck you're doing and being kind of like, like you don't know what you want to do, but you're kind of like mad or like pissed or like just like um, disgruntled with what you're doing now, but it's kind of like it is what it is, like you're doing it. I just thought of that right now, so that might not make sense. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Okay, wait, so did you... Okay, so one of my questions is paint a picture of when you first heard this album. So if you want to be more specific about when you first heard it, feel free. Okay, so I actually remember this really well because it's like I so like my life I like grew like I was living in South Brooklyn at the time, like that's where my family lives, and then I just started going to high school in the city, in like Manhattan, and it was an hour long commute each way on the subway. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like a very long time to go there back to a place. And I mean I think I'm pretty sure I saw like I had a disc man, like I remember I had yes. a man. So Same. it was like one of those things where you would just like get an album and you would like listen to it yep. over and over and over again and like I don't remember how I first heard Brand New either somebody told me about it or I think I like heard it playing on either like the radio or in like a Starbucks or mm-hmm. on like someone's Zanger or something like uh, God knows and I heard like like I think I heard the quiet things that no one ever knows yeah. and it just got stuck in my head as an earworm and I spent a really long time trying to Google for it and then I found it and I like somehow copy the album I don't know my friends were like listening to it at the time but I just remember having this like burned copy on like a CDR somewhere and like also, and it was like, it was in Manhattan, it was like fall, you know, like co- coats and overcoats or, you know, that, that yep. there was a song about fall. And yeah, I just remember being this like sad ass, like 13 year old, because I think I was just like super depressed at the time and just like listening to this album, like on repeat, like the entire hour to school and like the entire hour, like from school. And sometimes just like between classes, like going outside for lunch and being like, it's time to listen to this album and like just sit outside with like my hood up, like in the mm. rain, like I don't know, just nonstop. So now it's like interspersed with all these images of like Tribeca in the fall and just like being curled up in like the corner on a train mm-hmm. and stuff. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, definitely on a gray CDR at this man. Yeah. <laughs> that is an excellent image. Um, by the way, you know I what know. Pitchfork gave this album? I don't even know Pitchfork reviewed this album. Was it a five or something? No, it was higher. 6.4. Oh, you're close. <laughs> 6.9. Wow, that's anyway. pretty high. Yeah. Surprising. Surprising. Surprisingly, uh, they don't <laughs> shit all over it. So, um, 
Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a really good sort of first first image of sort of hearing that album. It's, it's like, hard for me. I guess I did talk about it a little bit, but it is kind of hard because it's, like, I feel like I, like, listened to it so often, like, throughout high school that it's, like, each song, like, relates to, like, something different or, like, a specific yeah. scenario or situation. So it's kind of hard for me to be, like, this album, like, is, like, was this moment. Because it's, like, moment... It's one through a thousand. Like, here are the various lines and the various, like, words and pieces that I connect to that. But, um, yeah, no, totally. Fall, very good time for this album. Let's listen to this album. Yeah. Um, okay, so now we're going to talk about specific songs. We're going to get into the songs, which I know Nina has, I'm sure, in depth notes. say I actually so the quiet things that no one ever knows I got sick of that song really quickly because it was on the radio a lot so I usually I often skipped it now I can listen to it and it's fine but there was a point where I just like couldn't hear it anymore um same yeah it was like the yeah. first song I heard but I think it was the one with like the least content kind of it yeah was, like, single yeah it was like the most boring kind of one in. yeah I thought it was pretty boring so um and also what I love and I talked about this a little bit in the fallout boy one too was like this was a very specific time like 2000 two through 2004 were like this kind of emo it was like the names of the songs had to be like very long and bizarre and like just like and like I love it too and it's funny because it's like at first it's like hard to, it's like what's the name like what is the whole name like am I missing like but I kind of love it like I love that it was like a very very yeah specific trend at that time like with these specific bands like it was so I kind of love that <laughs> but uh, so all their names are really long Okay, so what songs do you, what do you want to talk about? I mean, there's so many. I know. Like, okay, so when I was re-listening to it, what, like, well, I think, like, yeah, let me pull up a track list real quick. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at that right now. <laughs> yeah. So, I think the things that I was, like, most attached to at the time when I was, like, listening to it. Yes. Was definitely, like... I will play my game beneath the spin light yes. and okay, I believe you have my time again don't yep. and the boy blocked his own shot yep. and play crack the sky. Yep. <laughs> but now re listening to it or like and I like all the other ones a lot, like and now re listening to it, like I think at some point I definitely want to talk about like Sick Trans of Gloria versus me versus Maradona versus Elvis because that just like really jumped out at me recently. Mm. And I've been thinking about that kind of a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the context of like right now. And then I think yeah. uh Yes, yeah, as far as, like, jazz-themed swimming and get to know if I need attention, like, those were really sonically interesting, but it's really funny because they're, like, the most, like, I think they're, like, two of the most sonically interesting ones, but, like, what are they, nobody knows what they're about, they're not about anything. <laughs> 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 no one knows, Jesse doesn't even know, no one knows. Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, yeah. <laughs> I will say that, um... Yeah, good to know that if I ever need attention, all I have to do is die. That was actually my least favorite song. I always skipped it. Um, sorry, everyone who likes that song. Um, yeah, well, Jaws, Jaws swims, themes swimming. No, I know. It was kind of... I think the only reason I listened to it was because I thought it was, like, a decent build-up. And then it was, like, there was, like, a... And I liked... Yeah, no, and I so I liked that part. But sometimes I would, like, fast-forward. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, no, actually, all the all the songs you named in the beginning, though, those were like my songs, right? Um, so similar. I will play my game. Tommy Gun. Boy blocked his own shot. And also, I really, I felt felt very connected to Guernica. Um, I really like that song. And then Play Cry the Sky, obviously, is the best. Like, maybe in one of my favorite songs of all time. So, um, yeah, but no, totally. I would love for you to talk about connecting songs um, in various ways or whatever you want to talk about. Start. Recently, I've mostly been thinking about, like, the sick transit Gloria, like, me versus Maradona, like, songs. Yeah, no, um, no, do that, because also, I like going crown like, in the order of the album, and that's the second song, so. That's true. Do it. Okay. scene holy shit there's nothing i love more than talking about like gender and masculinity and like sex shit in emo oh my god yes oh my okay. god okay can you make this i would do it guys i was actually had, thinking about yeah. i was like i kind of want to make a zine about all of this but then i'm like uh is it like problematic to just like focus my efforts on talking about like white boy artists but like i need to do it so i'm gonna do it <laughs> um, i mean um, i focus a lot of my <clears throat> life and time on white boy artists so <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's definitely, like, an, a good example of one of those things that, like, people are always, like, oh, like, feminism is for everybody, like, everybody's harmed by patriarchal ideals, and that's, like, definitely a clear example of that, because it's, like, this, yeah, because just the song is, like, I guess I didn't talk about the song at all, but it's basically just, like, <laughs> I pull up some lyrics. Yeah, um, no, I actually, yeah, no, what I was going to say is, um, so, also, the opening, I don't know how to say her last name, Tao maybe, Tao whatever, um. Yeah. It's like I'm I'm burning like a bridge for your body. So I'm I'm saying yeah. I think that's also like it's a very sort of corporeal kind of like It's very corporeal. Yeah. Sorry, that was oh my god, I'm such an asshole. Um but no, actually the the line that sticks out to me that I just thought of in my head for Sick Transit Glory is um he is the lamb, she is the slaughter. He is the lamb, she is the slaughter. She's moving way too fast and all he wanted was to hold her. And like yeah. like I was like thinking about that now, I'm like, Jesus, like that is a really heavy fucking thing to say, like and and I think it, I don't and I don't I don't want to and I think actually I don't know like and I feel like emo in general 
especially like Long Island emo, I will say, and I haven't talked about this a lot yet, but um, does have a very strong, I mean, most music does, right? Like boy confessional music has an undercurrent of misogyny that's like really gross. Like just like talking really gross shit about girls in general. Um, and I think I had a little bit of internalized misogyny because of it, honestly, but um, yeah, and I, and I do think that some of this, I think this album a little bit, I don't, I think maybe as a teenager, it probably romanticized sort of weird, abusive course of shit a little bit. I don't, looking back, maybe he's kind of trying to sort of not romanticize it and kind of actually, like, turn it on its head. Although, that's, one could argue that it's not, so. It's like, I mean, I think, I want to get into that with, like, Maradona, but, like, because that's definitely, like, what happens there. But, like, with this one, it's, like, definitely this language of, like, like, you don't recover from a night like this, like, a victim, Ooh, like, yeah. it's, like, oh, like, so that, and, like, the, 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 like, bass is, like, very, like, heartbeat Yes. And there's also this really big thing where he talks about, like, growing up, where it, like, basically conflates the idea of, like, growing up with, like, learning to deal with, like, fucked up, like, abusive, like, sexual situations. Yeah, it's kind of like, well, like this is how it is. Like I'm, in, like I'm a grown up now. Like this is fucking horrible. Yeah, like, like rite of passage almost. Yeah, it's so, but it's like, it's also one of the structurally, it's actually like almost one of the songs is the most similar to like stuff that would be on your favorite weapon and that it's like kind of like a pretty straightforward rock song mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's like super not innocent anymore it's just like really it's super Derek yeah he's a yes. lamb she's the slaughter yeah all he wanted was to hold her um <laughs> so sad like, it like opens on that yeah yeah um oh and I was gonna say also I don't really I don't really remember the music video but I feel like in the music video he's like literally running away I want to say so, I don't know. Yes, I don't remember it either, but I think it might be true. <laughs> We've done a lot of research on this one. <laughs> I think he, like, runs away in it, and that's, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Trauma. It's like, like, yeah, it, like, reminds me of, like, all the memes that are, like, yeah, I was saying this, I think I already said this, but it was just, like, yeah, patriarchy hurts everyone, because he's definitely like, trying to live up to this idea, and he's mm-hmm. like, well, like, this is fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So this is, like, a, this is, like, an important lyrical song but like nobody was talking nobody was talking about it no like, oh, song kind of rules. no I really I do think that's very interesting that like I think also like over time like because the, the internet was a thing then but not like as a thing like it is now so it was, yeah it was less social justice yeah exactly so I do think that it's kind of it's interesting because it was like everyone was on the internet but not talking about music in that way as much and yet and then over time it's like now it's like that's what everyone talks about or not everyone but everyone exactly. I care about talks about um, yeah. So. And then it's like. Yeah. Wait. Do you have any other sick transit Gloria feels? Oh, I mean, no. I did think it was very yeah. Musically, it was pretty straightforward. Um. I guess lyrically, I think when I was a teen, I maybe didn't think about how horrible the situation in that song was. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um. Yeah. No. 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 I'm. Yeah. I'm good with that. I think that's. Yeah. I think I definitely like. I think when I was a teen, I definitely, like, internalized kind of, like, I don't know, when I was a teen, I definitely internalized a lot of really fucked up ideas about sex in general from, like, yes. music, because so much of it was, like, really inherently sad, but yeah. I think I definitely like, kind of, like, I was like, okay, yeah, like, this is growing up, like, 
like I definitely internalized that idea of like me like not necessarily like it's gonna be like abusive and like literally he like does not want to be there but you know they're kind of like well like this is just how it is for now. you know like mm-hmm. that really darkness about it which is interesting but it's like yeah. I know I, I want to talk about the rest of it chronologically but like immediately after that song I really want to talk about Merida yeah. because it's like no, do it, something yeah. that I just realized is that it's like in so many ways this album is like that classic cycle of like we are all like victims we are all abusers or whatever yep. or, like the like cycle yep. of abuse thing because he like starts out yep in a way where he's clearly like like the victim of the situation but by the time it gets over to Maradona it's like, like Maradona I actually still can't listen to because it's so scary it's like really cold it's really like threatening it's like a completely unemotional yeah and in that he's literally talking about getting a girl drunk and taking her home and like the lyrics are literally like if you let me have my way I swear I'll tear you apart like he's like lying to her it's fucking horrible if you let me have my way I swear I'll tear you Cause it's all you can be You're a drunk and you're scared It's ladies night, all the girls drink for free I know, and do you know how many times I quoted that line too? Like, oh my god Oh my god, me too Like, uncritically just being like, yeah, like I'll tear you apart Oh my god (laughs) (laughs) And I think that song does kind of romanticize the idea of of treating a girl like shit and like abusing her because I because everyone loved like Jesse Lacey was like a romanticized person right like people really liked like I had a huge crush on him and hearing that I was kind of like oh Jesse like I didn't connect the fact that it was like you're being a fucking like horrible asshole in the song like it wasn't yeah that wasn't a thing that crossed my mind until way later yeah and it's like I was always I feel like identifying with the protagonists of the song like I was identifying with like the songwriters because like I didn't want to identify with like the victims of the songs you know so it was always like identifying with Connor on Love I Don't Have to Love and definitely like Ugh, with Jesse yeah. on like this song and it, yeah it definitely romanticized also just being like Tim Casher you know now that he's like grown up now he can like embody this like this like thing that he like grew up into which is just being like a fucking creep like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's literally like you're drunk and you're scared. Like it's super. Oh, it's, oh, it's yeah. I feel like yeah. I feel like if you were like at like like a like an open mic or something and you like read that as like a poem, it'd be like the most fucked. <laughs> up, it'd be like an abuser's perspective. Like it would be like the most fucked up shit ever. Like um, yeah, it's like I'm. I almost feel sorry for what I'm gonna do. Ugh. I almost feel sorry for what I'm gonna do. But like I, I did. But I used. I used to. I really did like. Again, that has a good build. Well, okay. Now I feel bad talking about it in a positive way. But, like, it has... I mean, that's real, though. Like, like, musically, I think it had a very good build-up. Like, it was a very quiet, calculated, and then it was, like, a very... Like, an explosion, kind of, at the end. And I loved that. I did like that a lot. Um, Lie for fun and fake the way I hold you. Let you fall for every empty word I say. I know, I know, but I will say actually. So one of so this one, um, this one situation I have connected to that song, um, 
was not I didn't obviously didn't think about this at the time because I was like 14 but like now I'm like oh that was kind of subversive in a way like it was like this guy who kept like fucking me over um and we're actually still friends now he was like a guy at camp or something and um and he like and I was like always like pissed about it because he always like would fuck me over in one way or another and I remember like I had like these lyrics like if you let me have my way I swear I'll tell you tear you apart or something like that and I remember being like yeah, like, this is, like, dedicated to this guy who's, like, being a fucking asshole. And it's funny, because it's, like, almost, like, flipped it, where it's, like, he was the one who was kind of, like, the protagonist in the song, but I was using that song as, like, sort of to, like, regain, like, this, like, power over him, in my head, anyway. Um, so I do think that's interesting that I didn't connect the fact that, like, that song was about, a be- like, yeah, like, an abuser. So, <laughs> good times. Um, so that's really cool that you, like, weaponized that, like, like flipped it. yeah. Yeah, now I'm like, oh, cool, 14-year-old Jamie, like, good. <laughs> but yeah. I definitely think, like, in regards to, like, those two songs in particular, like, I remember there was, like, the group of friends that I had at the time was, like, it's funny because in all, I feel like in all narratives of, like, not all, maybe in really romanticized narratives of, like, being, like, a young kid, everyone's always like, and then I had, like, my first girlfriend, and we were, like, really cute together, like, my first boyfriend, and we were, like, mm-hmm. really cute, and, like, everything was really adorable, but, like, everyone I knew at the time who was just, like, starting, like, to have, like, first, like, relationships or whatever, who was, like, who were, like, all listening to this album, and all, and this is not, like, cautionary, like, kids shouldn't listen to Marilyn Manson, you know, it's, like, <laughs> but, like, the reality of it was that, like, we were all listening to, like, shit like this, and I think all of our first, like, relationshipy things were all things where we were trying to be, like, really grown up and, like, not emotional about it, because, like, we were, like, well, like, this is, like, how people relate to each other, mm. and, like, it, I feel like it was very dark, like, I don't know if it was, I don't want to blame you for it, because it would have, like, it was, like, just what would have happened anyway, but there was a lot of, like, quoting, like, I don't know, I don't know. it, like, seems very pertinent at the time, because, like, all of us were, like, in this thing, we were, like, well, who can feel the least about this, like, who can be, like, the coolest, <laughs> which is weird, like, because we were, like, 14, we were supposed to be cute, you know, but, like, yeah. we're not being cute, we're being, like, dark little shitheads. Yeah. Oh no, I think that's I oh, romanticized that so much. Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. I think Yeah. I think I mean I was very emotional with my first whatever boyfriend, but um but then it's like in general after that, it's like the sort of downhill like, oh shit, like I have to learn from that. Like I can't be like that cuz I was like yeah. treated like shit, you know. Um yeah. So, yeah. No, I think that's a good point. Too cool for feelings. Too cool for feelings. But on the I'm internet. prepared for a life full of lies and failing relationships. I'm prepared for a life full of lies and failing relationships. <laughs> Is that the line? If it's from Six Chains of Gloria. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. How old was he when he like wrote this album? I need to know. Okay, wait, hold on. He was born in 78, and this album was probably written in, yeah, 2000, 2003. Early 2003. He was 25. Wow. <laughs> I feel like he probably wrote it before he came out, so he was probably, like, 24 or 23. Yeah, 23 or 24. So. That's basically our yeah, like, Yeah. Wow. Right. So weird. Um, yeah, Jesse. Oh God. Me versus Maradona versus all this. You, you should have known better. You should know better. Um, okay. <laughs> um... You're the first female guest I've had, so or non-male guest, right? So, um, 
it's really important, and we're, like, all queer and feminist and shit, and, like, I think that is something you have to talk about in emo all the time, so. Yeah. Um, no, I, like, love, I love that you're making me not want to listen to these songs. um okay yeah okay so i will play my game beneath the spin light the time has come for coats and overcoats we're quiet on the ride we're all just waiting to get home another week away my greatest fear I need the smell of summer, I need its noises in my ear. Well, yeah, this is, like, definitely a very archetypical, like, fall song, and I started listening to it in the fall, and the opening line is, the time has come for colds and overcoats. <laughs> yeah. We're ride, we're all training at home, so it's, like, just, like definitely this song is very, yeah. like, being on the train, like, being <laughs> yeah. really, like, like, longing for things. I don't know, and this is, yeah, this is a song that's very explicitly about touring that I didn't really think about at the time like, I didn't really, you, were, yeah. you were totally right like it's I like didn't associate it with that I just like picked the lyrics that I could have used and then kind of like left the other yeah exactly out. exactly cut and paste whatever yeah but it's very much that feeling of like feeling drained I think after mm-hmm. like bearing your emotions to so many people like I'm an old abandoned church with broken pews and empty aisles oh my god like, that oh. line that line though I'm an old abandoned church with broken pews and empty aisles so true. So true. That's gonna say. I, <laughs> I feel like now, as like a, like sad twenty somethings, like we relate to those kinds of lines more now, like in a real way, than I did when I was fourteen. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Also, okay. This is also one of the things that I was thinking now with my like fresh twenty something analysis of it, <laughs> but something else. But like, um. I feel like that's also a very, like, kind of, like, flipped script or something. Like, I read a cool piece recently about how the the dichotomy between, like, male musicians being the ones who, like, make the music and then the female musicians are, like, the front people and they have, like, a voice that's supposed to, like, be, like, accessible and, like, you know, they're, like, the, the, it's, like, they're, like, so often, like, intended to be, like, an object to be consumed or something. Yeah. But now, like, he is that as, like, a male musician, but I feel like... It's like a, he's singing from like a very like feminine standpoint, and that it's like he's the one who's like who everyone's like trying to get a piece Being of. You know, and yeah. he feels, it's like very exposed. A secret's for Watch me as I cut myself wide open on this stage as I am paid to spill my guts. Won't see home this spring. Oh, I would kill for the Atlantic, but I am paid to make girls panic while I sing. And we yeah, like, his, basically, like, it's, like, this is his job. Like, I am paid to spill my guts. This, that whole thing is very interesting. Cut myself wide open on this stage. Yeah. I won't see home till spring. It's so specific. Yeah. Oh, the coastline is quietly losing control. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, the song is really specific. I don't even know what, what the fuck I thought it was about, but... <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> no, that, wow, that is actually, thank you. I'm, like, very, I was, like... I retrospect, like, I feel like I'm worried for, well, it's way later now and whatever, but I'm, like, worried for him at this time. <laughs> like, so well, worried. Like, the only song that, like, I feel like was in collective consciousness about how, like, isolating and alienating touring was, was, yeah. like, Adam's song, where, where oh, like, yeah. like, Blink-22 is literally talking about, like, hating touring so much that they're suicidal, like, they're like, oh my god, I can't believe I survived this tour. I just 
supposedly singing about touring, so I was like, oh, maybe he's, like, on a trip to visit a square. Like, who right. knows Yeah, he because, again, like, he, like, cut and pasted, and I just took certain lines and was like, yeah, I love this. Yeah. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, it's, like, speaking specifically to this, like, very particular experience, which I don't think that many people have done. Or maybe they have, and I just, like, did it. In my, mm-hmm. this was one of the first times that I encountered that did that, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, I think... This is interesting too. So, and we won't, and the course is, and we won't let you in until we're down and out. to think about how much jesse hated us um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's yeah interesting hmm it's, it's funny because he's like literally singing to us like he's like singing to us like like we won't let you in like you're like doing this to me and we're like cool yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like singing along um yeah. although i will say so as everyone knows by this point i love one direction um nina knows this too and um and i think the live show, I think, is such an important part of fandom in general. And I think especially, like, as time goes on and albums, buying albums is not really a thing. So, like, the show is where, like, you connect and spend your money and whatever, right? And um, and I think what I think is interesting about some lyrics, like, and I only really thought about this starting with One Direction, so thank you, One Direction Tumblr people, um, is the idea of, like, when the singer sings it, it's, like, one message. And then when the fans sing it back to you, it totally becomes a different message. And like, yeah. and and occasionally that can be like an empowering thing, and sometimes it can be not. But I think in this case, it's like very interesting that the message totally, totally gets spun on its head when the fans sing that. Like when I sing that, it's like obviously a completely different meaning, um, and it's just as meaningful to the fans, presumably, but in a totally different way. Um, so I think that's really interesting thinking about like who is singing it, and, like, how does that message change, right? And I think, um, with emo, I think that's really important. Uh, that is really important. That is really real. So, I don't have anything else to say about that, but I think that's... <laughs> I think well, that's like, a good specifically, example. it's, like, the band saying, like, we'll let you in, like, to, like, this much of, like, our feelings, but, like, yeah. not actually, like, us as people. But yes. when the fans sing it, it's, like, the fans aren't letting them into anything at all, you know? It's just, like, they're down and out, like, they need, like, the band. Yes. I don't Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's almost, yeah, it's, like, that kind of relationship. It's, like, we need each other but you'll never really know the whole story, right? Like, it's like, you'll never really know me. Not never really yeah. know me. And for the fans, it's like, but that's fine, that's enough. Like, and for the band, it's like, get away from me, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, Can we segue into Tom again? Yeah, I think we need to start talking about Tom again. Yeah. I'm having sense. Don't you dare forget. I am all you've ever wanted. But all the other boys all promised Sorry I told I just needed you to know The thing is about, about Tommy Gun, it's like in so many ways, like I feel like Tommy Gun is like the Maradona to Spin Lights, like Sick Transit, in which like... <laughs> 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 okay, <laughs> rolls off the 
tongue. Out of context, that made literally no sense, and that's so funny. <laughs> well, it's like, okay, because I will play my game is, like, six transit, like, in that he's, like, yelling, it's, like, emotional, he's, like, kind of vulnerable and stuff, and I will play, and, like, okay, I believe in my Tommy Gun Zone is, like, the one immediately after, and, again, it's, like, really quiet, it's, like, super bitter, and he's, very, like, yeah, very like, like vulnerable, and now he's really jaded. Yes. And it's yes. that flip is, like, what happens. Oh, totally, totally, yeah. It's like one. It's like one after the other, and, and it's very, very tongue in cheek, um, and very, yeah. What's the word? I don't know the word. He's just like I don't know. He's like pissed. So, I can't think of bitter, that. so bitter. Yeah, yeah. Jaded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And this was. I think this was my favorite song for like a very this long was my time. Song. <laughs> it was like that was like a thing. Like people love that song. <laughs> um, again, this was one where like very specific lines like I loved them they didn't like super duper relate to me but I still was like yeah like my tongue like my tongue's the only muscle that works harder than my heart like because I am fe I feel a lot and I like talk a lot so like that's a, <laughs> a thing I can relate to oh my tongue's the only muscle on my body that works harder than not freshman year maybe like junior year or something which is like to signify like how long this album was like a part of me like i was like in like a weird yeah. sort of like horrible relationship with like someone like it wasn't horrible we were just like really sad and we like didn't know how to like be sad together we were just like two people that were sad kind of next to each other i don't know mm -hmm. we just kept like texting lines from the song back and forth like even as and it was like kind of like lol like we're still listening to brand new but we're like nope like it's still still this is still how i feel like, <laughs> it's still, like the best written song on the album each line was like very like concise yeah but. yeah each each line was individually very like in itself very like cutting or like had a very specific sentiment to it and then as a whole um it made up this very very specific kind of feeling um so like, this is like yeah. when he's singing it it's like you can first of all you can like actually hear his voice cracking and stuff mm -hmm. but at the same time it's like kind of bitter and i feel like that's like the tone that i like default to very often where he's like trying not to cry but he's trying to be hard so he's like not crying i don't know it's really like he's like definitely like not doing well on it <laughs> in conclusion jesse Lacey is not doing well <laughs> um it's yeah like trying to be collected you know even when you like can mm -hmm. actually yeah yeah. yeah. I thought of something, actually, that connects to... Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm thinking of... Okay, so the Death Cab podcast, I don't know, like, this is... I've never connected anything Death Cab related to, like, to brand new, but I am starting to right now. So, um, transatlanticism, I think, is actually very different than this album, obviously, but similar themes of, like, being far away and, like, disillusionment yeah. and, like, that kind of thing and, like, oceans between it, like, all that stuff, and, um... Yeah. And I think also what these this song and that album have in common, like a song like Tiny Vessels or something, where it's like you're like you want to be seen as such an asshole, and it's like you are an asshole, but also it's like you're covering up for the fact that you're like super hurt and vulnerable and like not an asshole. This is the like this like very like bad people doing bad things but like 
for like various reasons because they're like sad or hurt or angry and I think it's like super yeah and I think that's really interesting because I think this song is like a very good example of that where it's like he's obviously super vulnerable and obviously like tongue-in-cheek and bitter and like like an asshole but like it's clearly it's like more there's more beneath the surface right and I think that's like a common thing in this kind of music I would say um it's trying to act cynical yes Yes. Which is like a thing that I like, fell into doing for so long. Yeah, Tiny Vessels is very much in that canon. I, yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah, I forgot about Tiny Vessels. Yeah, we talked about a lot th- that about that a lot on the I Prince. Have to that one. Yes, you will listen. Yeah. To that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope so that's that's friends. I feel like this is the song that I was like quoting that I like related to the most. I think I'm starting to remember it now yeah. because like, like I don't, I'm like sort. Of, I write a lot, and I was writing a lot at a time. Like I was just like like had like a Zanga that a lot of people followed I guess and that was very like articulate for like what it was like yeah I don't know just like I think it was like it had a cult following it had a bit of a cult following but it was definitely <laughs> one of those things where I was like kind of good at like expressing my feelings and like or like just like expressing myself mm-hmm. on the internet in like words but really was just like a complete mess and had no idea like like what I was doing you know like at all so definitely lines that are just like they ask me what it's like to have myself so figured out. Oh my god, out, like, I wish I knew. I knew. Yeah. And then the songs where it's like, every line is about who I don't want to write about anymore. Every line is about who I don't want to write about anymore. Very much, like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, my vibe at the time where I'd, like, write stuff and I'm like, oh, like, but I, had, I was, like, such a fucking mess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, so full disclosure, Nina is an amazing writer, really A+. plus. <laughs> Um, also, she's still like this. She's still a great writer and really terrible in-person communicator, like, mess of a human being. So, <laughs> and I love you and you're my favorite person. <laughs> I mean, I feel like a lot of writers are like that, right? Like, because you, you, you write. Like, that's what you do. Like, you express through writing. So, um, but yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree. I, like, related really hardcore to this song. Um... And I'm trying to think about, like, the like I feel like there were so many lines where I'm like, ugh. Like, I hope you come down with something they can't diagnose, don't have the cure for. Hope you come down with something they can't diagnose, don't have the cure for. And then thinking about that and then Guernica, where the whole thing is about this disease that's killing his a person he loves... And then he's so flippantly talking about it now. Like, I hope you could... I think that's very interesting. Um, maybe kind of like some sort of... Def- almost like a defense mechanism or something. Um, yeah. And just... Well, you know, these are the words... Yeah, yeah, We... Let me see. Hold on. It's so hard to have someone to love and keeping quiet is hard. Yeah. You can't keep a secret if it never was a secret to start. It hurts to always have to be honest with the one that you love. That was a good yeah. one. And also just the general, like... Chorus, like we're concentrating on falling apart. We were contenders, now we're throwing the fight. Like, that's a very sad kind of idea of like, we're literally just giving up, like, we're throwing the fight, like, who cares? Like, I don't even care anymore. Right, like, I think that. I was thinking about this course when I was listening back to it, and it's like, it feels 
maybe this is just this probably just me projecting but it feels a bit like a false catharsis like it doesn't mm-hmm. like when he sings the chorus like it doesn't feel like they mean it like it kind of like i think they had to throw a hook in there to make it like a song <laughs> that could be that high up on the album but i feel like me like, i don't know the chorus just like always felt really out of place to me it definitely does it definitely does for sure i think i mean the chorus is my least favorite part of the, the, the song but yeah yeah no i think that's true because there wasn't like a there has to be like some sort of catchy kind of chorus or hook or something um he could maybe like him know. singing i just want to believe is him wanting to believe that he could put like a cathartic chorus in there <laughs> just, like, no, like, jesse lacy is yeah he's very meta <laughs> <laughs> um yeah um another thing a reason i think that like the song that like really caught me is like it's very small line but the part where he's like i think in decimals and dollars mm-hmm. and, and like because definitely as we, at least for me, like, I was going to school with a lot of really rich kids whose parents just, like, threw money at them who, like, mm-hmm. never, ever thought about money. And meanwhile, I was, like, coming from, like, a really broke part of Brooklyn and, like, definitely, like, could not even, like, really afford to, like, get lunch, like, during school because it was, like, in Manhattan and it was, like, $8 sandwich and it was just, like, LOL, like, yeah. no. <laughs> um, but I feel like nobody, it's the same way, like, nobody knew, like, nobody was really, like, thinking about or, like, talking about money, and not that he's talking about money at all, really, but, like, even, like, (laughs) him throwing that in kind of, like, was relevant to me, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I was just like, whoa, like, this is a thing that, I don't know. So it was, like, that felt like a very relevant, like, footnote. I think in decimals and dollars I am the cause to all your problems. Yeah, and then I'm the cause... Yeah, and, like, I'm the cause to all your problems, like, money. (laughs) yeah no i think that's i think that's awesome because i think also like i think maybe that's a part of why i i feel so connected to emo and why i love it so much is people like project onto it all the time and i think that's great like there's obviously nothing wrong with that where it's like this very kind of almost like maybe throwaway line that jesse was probably just wrote it you know and then you're like connecting it to all this like class shit and i think that's like really awesome you know and i think that it's gotta connect it to the class Yeah, yeah obviously right and um no, and I, th- I think that's, like, super interesting because I think, like, this music, I think people really try to connect to it and try to find meaning in a lot of the lines. Um, and I feel like at some point I probably thought that was, like, stupid um, because a lot of, you know, emo is, like, a thing that people don't, are embarrassed by almost. Um, but now it's, like, I fully embrace it and I think it's, like, amazing. Like, I think that's so fucking cool. Um, so, Yeah. Okay, we should keep going through this. I know, this is so long. Okay, um, okay, the boy who blocked his own shot. Ah, God, I can play this on guitar and it still makes me so sad. This is another one that I quoted on my profile about certain people, like very specifically certain, like, boys, and I wanted to make them feel really bad. Like, really, really bad. Like, it's a very sad song. And I think, again, it's, like, many layers of, like, I'm sad and angry, but also, like, I want you to, like, love me, and also, like, I want you to hate me at the same time. Like, a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah. It's a lot of, like, self-martyrdom. Yeah. If I'm sad, I'm bad at the state. If it makes you less sad, I'll move out of the state. To yourself, I'll keep out of your way. Just like, 
like yeah it's, it's almost like obnoxious like like you're okay well then fucking do it jesse god <laughs> <laughs> shut up um <laughs> no you can tell me how vile i already know that i am yeah, I mean, it's like, now it's very much, like, an example of, like, I feel like this is the thing that I'm thinking about now a lot, where I'm like, oh, we're fucked, because this is, like, the thing that we internalize, but it's very much, like, not, whatever the situation is, like, he's, like, not owning up to it, he's just kind of, like, self-acknowledging <laughs> yeah. it, and like, fine, it's all my fault, and this girl's probably like, yeah, like, you did this really bad thing that we can talk about, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. I'll just get out of this thing, you know? Like, <laughs> I'll get out of your way. Yeah. Yeah, you know what this actually... I don't know why I just thought of this. It's almost like the nice guy thing, right? Like the friend zone yeah. nice guy, like a girl being like, "Oh, you're like no, like X Y Z." You're kind, and the guy is like, "Oh yeah, well I'm whatever, but I'm the nice guy. Like fine, if you fine, if it makes you less sad, fine, I'll just like leave." You know, it's like f- okay. But I definitely think about this a lot. Like, it hurts a whole lot, but it's missed when it's gone. It really yeah. is, like, kind of sweet in a lot of ways. No, for sure. No, I think, I mean, and as much as we're, like, critiquing this shit, as we should, I think also, like, it's still very sentimental, and it's still, I find it a very touching song, so. Um, yeah. Oh, my God, when I sneak to your bed to pour salt in your wounds. It's okay. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um... Also, my favorite, oh god, I also love, 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 and I th- I like this song because it's, like, kind of, s- like, this, like, I feel like brand new, it's like they feel this urge to, like, put in, like, a really explosive hook or chorus or something, and this one kind of stays throughout kind of, like, this, like, s- like stagnant, kind of sad, sort of slow, except that his voice gets higher for, like, your calm and repose, let your beauty unfold. You like the skin stretched over your but like that whole that your secondhand smoke i love that part so much um yeah so much and and I like that it's, like, his voice doing the kind of build-up as opposed to the music. Like, I really like that. And then, like, that reaches, like, the, the, cli- like the climax of that is, like, you are the smell before rain, you, you are the blood, blood in my, my veins. veins. Which, like, we could not get enough of that. Like, that was, like... Oh, my God. And, and it's one of those things where, like, now I'm listening to it, it's, like, it's so overblown that it's, like, kind of a cliche, but, like, you can tell when he's singing that it, like, is a cliche, but he, like, also means it, which yeah. is very true. Like... <laughs> yes. It's this very like romantic thing, but like he like means it. Like yeah, sometimes you feel that way. Yeah, he totally means it. He totally totally means it. And and again, that's like I feel like that line, like this and a few others, are like it's like this like people define this album by like those lines, like the number of tattoos that I like when we Google Dejan Tandu tattoos, like you know more than most people probably, and like a lot of them are like that kind of vein of, like, smell before rain, blood in my veins, or, like, stuff like that. So I think that really, yeah. like, hit people um, in, like, a very real way. And it hit me, too. Like, I'm sure I quoted that all the fucking time. Um, yeah. So, anyway, it's yeah. definitely, like, built up to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, smell. Yeah. 
yeah i do i think it's a very pretty i think it's a really pretty song but it's really pretty yeah now i'm low-key annoyed that he's singing about like a skinny white girl like so but <laughs> actually although than pale white girl i know i know that's like that's like a thing in a lot of songs um uh but actually i thought so according to google play the lyrics are pale white like the skin stretched over your bones and i always thought it was how i like the skin stretched over your bones and i prefer my version so i'm just gonna keep thinking it's that yeah <laughs> um but the fragile and thin is still there and that's kind of you know, gross, you know, girls as, like, ethereal other, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. no, I think that's... I really like your nice guy analysis of this song. I think that's very real. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> beautiful and emotional. <laughs> I, like, just thought about it. And then, like, pouring salt in your wounds, like, yeah. Hashtag nice guy. Not all, not all yeah. men. Sorry. <laughs> 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 um, um, yeah. But nonetheless, I think this is, yeah, this is still one of my favorite songs. I really like it. Okay, so we did talk about Me vs. Maradona vs. Elvis. Um, if you want to say more about it, feel free. But we gotta, I want to talk about Guernica and Play Crack the Sky. We have to talk about Play Crack the Sky. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Um... So, Guernica, okay, so this is like, I'm gonna get into some heavy shit that I haven't gotten to yet on this song. Um, sorry, everyone. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, so this is about his grandfather dying while he was on tour. And named after that painting, which is like pretty fucked up. Because <laughs> it's a painting about like the horrors of war. Um, so that's a cool, that's a cool simile. Um, but I felt, again, this is kind of about, like, how he's pissed about, you know, he's missing out on things being on tour and, like, how much his grandfather meant to him. And hold on, I need to look up lyrics because I can't even. Okay, so is this the way a toy feels when its batteries run dry? I think that's actually my favorite line on this whole album. So this song became very, very, very real to me. Like, so in ninth grade when I heard it, it was like, whatever. Like, it was, I liked it. But then in tenth grade, when my dad died, this became like a very, very, very real song for me. Um, like, I remember putting it on my profile, like, after he died, like, I don't know. And this is also true for Play Crack the Sky as well. So we'll get into that too. Like, dead, dead dad feelings. Um, so I owe you every day I wake. I used to quote that a lot. Um, and I just think this is like... Um, for me, this is the heaviest song. Well, actually, no, Play Crack the Sky is probably tied with it. Um, but I just think it's, like, it's very, um, so, so, like, the theme is, thematically, it's similar, where it's, like, being pissed that you're on tour and, like, feeling disillusioned and mad and, like, whatever. But I think, like, the other sort of, the whole thing about death, I think that's, like, a new topic. And I think that, um, makes the song stand out a lot. Um, and, like, and also, too, like, so I know a lot of people quoted, like, I am too weak to be your cure and stuff, but, um, so that was also very real, because, like, cancer. So it's like, if I could, I would shrink myself and sink through your skin to your blood cells, remove whatever makes you hurt, but I'm too weak to be your cure. If I could, I would shrink myself, sink through your skin to your blood cells, remove whatever makes you hurt, but I am too weak to be your cure. That was, like, 
so much for me to like deal with. I don't know. This is like a very specific experience. Um, but if anyone else has like dead people, dead loved one feelings about this song, I'm sure you probably feel this a similar way. Um, so this was like a song that I still listen to and I feel very like a lot of things about it. Um, okay. Yeah. No, you're, like, that's definitely a thing that you should talk about, because I feel like, especially for you, like, that came, like, that was, like, a very important time, like, in your life, and, like, a very real and, like, sad and, like, tragic thing that happened, and having that, like, I think it's really helpful, like, this is something that I really like about emo, is, like, I think it's really helpful to have, like, very specifically articulated lyrics or, like, words or lines about mm-hmm. things that you can't necessarily articulate yourself. Yes. Like, yes. and I think the song does that really well. Like, it helps to, like, anchor yourself to something like that when you have this, like, mess of feelings that you can't figure out and you're like, well, it's like, it's kind of like that. Totally, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and again, this that totally also, um, with Playcraft This Guy, it's the same thing. Um, where, like, there were very specific lines where I was like, this is it, this is, like, how I want to represent my feelings right now. Like, this is what it is. Um, so, yeah, no, I agree. I think that's super important, like, and yeah so yeah do you have any other, anything to say about this song i didn't like i didn't have like as much death in my life at the time like i feel like, like my grandpa died when i was really young and my grandma hadn't died yet so it was like an in-between death state <laughs> definitely like in life um so i didn't really to um, on that deep of a level but i did like that line where it's like, I wish, like, I could remove whatever makes you hurt, but I am too weak to be your cure. Like, I definitely knew a lot of people who were like, and especially because, like, not just freshman year, I'm thinking about this, but like on a longer time, like, like throughout high school and stuff, like, I definitely had a lot of people who were like, either like in my life who were either like addicts or like, mm-hmm. like drugs, or, like alcoholics, or just like people who were like really depressed and like had a lot of like mental things that were like really like terrible for them. This was definitely like always illustrative. Yeah. of that, like, feeling of helplessness, where you're just, like, I just, like, want to make it better, but, like, you can't. Yeah. And that's, like, a really hard thing to deal with, and it's, like, I think that line was, like, a really good illustration of that. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, no, I think that's so true. I think just, yeah, any anything, right, where you're dealing with anyone who's kind of dealing with something that seems like it's beyond them, and it's beyond you, and, like, that's, like, a hard thing to sort of wrap your head around, like, that you're... Like, to accept, yeah. That you're useless, actually, <laughs> like... Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was line from there yeah 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 that's right um okay yeah we can we can move on because i feel like we have to talk a lot about play crack the sky so <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um this is the best song <laughs> song is really good it's like the song Santa. The SOS call was a quarter past four in the morning The storm broke our second anchor line Four months at sea, four months of calm seas To be pounded in the shallows off the tip of Montauk Point And I feel like it's it's so... It's sonically very different than the rest of the album. It feels like it feels like an outtake because it's like they, they there's like they talk in the beginning of it, they talk at the end of it, and it's kind of just this very like, um, I don't know. It feels very like stripped down, and I think yeah. it's, I think it's a very good like last album song. Um, 
Well, it's funny because I tried to do that. Well, I didn't try to do it successfully on your favorite weapon where they ended this, like, kind of, like, hat, like, even though it's, like, sad, it's, like, a happy pop-punky album with, like, Soko Amaretto Lime, which is another, like, stripped-down kind of outtake yes. song. I'm gonna stay 18 forever So it can stay like this forever And we'll never miss a party Cause we keep them going constantly But it's, like, beautiful. It's, like, about it being summer and you're, like, with your friends and, like, you're drunk. And yeah, it's, like, it's like wistful. Yeah. Huh? It's like wistful. Yeah, it's yeah. nostalgic. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's like wistful, but it's definitely like positive. And this is like inverted. This is like just fucking like agonizing. <laughs> like, oh my god, yeah. And yeah. you're like totally alone. It's agonizing, you're totally alone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is a song I have to listen to, like, when it's like in the dark, like alone. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Very specific uh, things associated with this song. Yeah. Um, this is one of the first songs I learned on guitar because I was like, I need to learn this song. This is so important. Like, I need to learn this immediately. Um, oh my god. It's so... And again, I think thematically it fits because it's like being out, alone, on the ocean. So, like, you know, all that stuff. But it feels very different, though. It feels bigger. Like, more symbolic of something else. Like, it feels different than the other songs, I think. The other songs are going up their, like, literal experiences on tour, and it's, like, the whole song is, like, a metaphor, like, about a ship, so it's, like, it's, like, Like, literally, just metaphor. Yeah, it's, like, literally about, like, a ship sinking. They say that the captains, they stops with the ship, they're still in storm. But this ain't the Dakota, the water's cold, won't have to fight for long. No, I think that's a good point. It's like completely, it's totally 100% a metaphor. And, um, but Montauk Point though, Long Island. That's um, true, that's real. And that was when Eternal Sunshine came out, so everybody knew what Montauk was. Me, me and Montauk. Oh yeah. god, yeah. Like no one would know about that otherwise, that's true. Yeah. Two Montauk references, one year. Big year for Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and I will say, actually, to sort of compare this, and this is totally, no, I shouldn't even do this. This is not really comparable. But I think also, talking about, like, the Fallout Boys' first album, it's a lot, it's very morbid in a lot of ways where it's, like, about, like, plane crashes and car crashes and, like, as, like, emo as this kind of thing where it's, like, everything's melodramatic and overblown, but that's, like, the point, kind of. Like, it's, like, it is, and, and not that this song, this song is not, like, anything like Fall Out Boy at all, but I think the idea that it's about, like, a sinking ship, and it, it's, it's melodramatic, but it's also, like, again, like, feels appropriate. Like, it's, like, this, like, I feel like in this genre specifically, like, you can talk about things like that in songs, and people are, like, yeah. Like, a sinking ship, like, yeah, totally. That's, like, how I'm feeling right now, you know, and it's not like, doesn't feel uh, like obnoxious. It feels like okay, you know. There were a lot of transportation metaphors. Everyone wanted, wanted like your car to crash or like your plane to crash, and like or, like you were a plane crashing. Like yeah, I don't know. People emo emo bands did not want you to get where you were going. No, it's <laughs> no. all about being derailed on your journey. <laughs> Oh, uh, your feet things. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But, okay, yeah. so. Yeah. 
yeah, this was like, and this was also like definitely in my life. Like, this is like bent again, like flashing back to like me on like the train and like walking around. It's definitely like sick trans and glory. Like, I would put on for without even processing the lyrics because like I really like the rhythm of it. I would put on like walking to school and I'd walk to the rhythm of the song. Yeah, like oh, this is so fun. I did with like hip hop now and then I was doing it with like a song about abuse, but like whatever. <laughs> and this is definitely just like full on like curled up like in total meltdown mode she was just like this on blast like in like the corner corner of the train like i had like a whole binder that was that but like a folder where like the entire like front of it was just like decorated with like lyrics and like shit metaphors like Obviously. shit lines from this it was like a very like breakdown song yeah yeah for sure are we still getting our nautical themed tattoos <laughs> yeah yeah. Everyone, do people have nautical star tattoos around them? That was the thing that people were doing. I yeah. mean, we shouldn't get nautical stars, but, like, no. I think that was a thing people had. <laughs> no, that was definitely a thing, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, no interest in that, but, yes, that was popular. Yeah. Um, I feel like I just can't even... I don't know. I don't know how to, like, talk about this song, actually. Well, like, yeah, I was thinking about it. It's This one's kind of hard. Like, to me, I don't know. To me, it, like... It starts out, one thing that's important is, like, it starts out really slow, and then it, like, builds to this, like, really, like, agonizing, like, call and response, like, catharsis part, kind of, like. Yes. And, like, the call and, like, this, like, chorus, like, call and response chorus, like, it has, like, a very, like, steady build, which, like, is important. And so it, like, lets you kind of, like, relive this, like, build and, like, crash thing. Yeah. And there's all these, like, good lines to it where there's, like, God's good ocean gone wrong and like love is a risk to get hit out of nowhere by some wave and end up on your own. What they call love is a risk to always get hit out of nowhere by some wave and end up on your own. Which is true. That's a true line. (laughs) (laughs) Accurate line. (laughs) At 25 I realized. Yeah. Um, actually, and I also think going back to the first um, verse, also like the idea of like four months of calm seas only to be pounded in the shallows off the tip of Montauk Point. And I think I don't know if people even understand. Like, it's like literally the entire journey was fine, and then like right before you get home, you just like crashed. And I think that's a very, very, very like very heavy and sad kind of imagery type thing. Um, because presumably they were going home, and Montauk Point is the edge of Long Island, so they were almost home. Um, yeah, and they were so close, and you just can't get there. That's a really good point, yeah. That's, like, really tragic. Um, that, like, almost there far. Yeah, I don't know if I realized that at, a t- at the time, or, like, even maybe until just now. But <laughs> I didn't realize that I forgot about it, but it's definitely that, like, frustration thing. Yeah, I thought about that recently. Also, being from Long Island. Long Island geography... Uh, and it's interesting that they, like, use the ship as a metaphor for that, because I feel like ocean travel is, like, the most isolating thing. Like, you're surrounded by this, like, vast, hostile, like, nothing. Yeah. you're, like, there by yourself, and you're, like, almost home. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I wish for one more day to give my love and repay debt. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also true. Uh, yeah, and, like... And although the one, I think the verse about, this kind of talks about, like, your tongue is a rudder, it steers the whole ship, and then it's like, the wrong words will strand you, come off course while you sleep. So I think that's interesting, too, where it's like, what was, like, the, it's like someone's 
someone's like communication, someone's like words are like actually what's killing you? Like, is what's actually gonna crash your boat? Like, yeah. Well, okay, like, so to to me, this was like a really relevant song for the reason that I mentioned before, kind of, where I was like, like, for the same reason, like, Tommy Gun was so relevant, where it was just like, I was doing like so much writing. And maybe, like, that, like, projected some semblance of competence over, like, my life, which, like, I did definitely did not have. Um, <laughs> and this was, like, kind of, like, uh, hammering that point home, yeah. especially the line that, like, was like, really stood out to me where it's, like, I spoke the words but never gave a thought to what they all could mean. Oh, I love that line so much. I spoke the words but never gave a thought to what they all could mean. Like, that was, that was a really big one for me. And that's kind of, like... Yeah. Uh, that was reminding me of like the bright eyes, like I need some meaning I can memorize. The kind of I have always mm-hmm. seems to slip my mind. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like that kind of thing where like words can't come easy, but then you're like, but like what am like what am I talking about though? <laughs> and like, I find in writing, especially when you get like really deep and you're like florid metaphors and stuff, and you like write a thing, and then I feel like maybe even when you're writing a song, like you were the smell before rain, you were the blood in my veins. You're like, this is a great line. Like I wrote this great line. And you're like, well, like what is that like? That's, like, a lot, like, so much of it, you know? Yeah, totally. And I think also it kind of goes with the theme of, like, Jesse probably almost probably, I feel like still, like, as he was writing this album, he probably was, like, getting sick of it as he was writing it, like, and the idea that this is, like, the last song, right? So it's, like, I wrote all these words and, like, maybe didn't give a thought, like, like, what are they, what am I actually saying in all these things? Like, do I actually still feel these things? Do I mean these things? Like... And that's a thing that means a different thing when you're a fan singing it back. Because when you're a fan, you're, like, yes. speaking all of these words. But, like, you have no idea what he's talking yes. about. Yes. Like, Nirvana, he, he knows all our pretty songs, but he don't know what it means. Yes. Yeah. No, I, oh, that's a great, that's a great, yeah, to bring up the fan thing in this. Totally. I think that's, yeah. Need you like water in my lungs. Need you like water in my lungs. Well, that's, like, a, maybe that. That song, that line also really, really killed me. Because it's, like, it's true. Like, sometimes, like, people and things and situations and, like, maybe it's, like, a person or maybe it's, like, touring and being in a band. Like, it's, like, a thing you, like, know is really bad for you and a thing that probably is really bad for you and, like, killing you in a lot of ways. But it doesn't stop you from, like, like needing it, like, really, really super desperately and, like, that contradiction and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. maybe that's also like that it's like also like a cor- very corporeal metaphor like you are the blood and you are the blood in my veins but you're also like the water in my lungs Ooh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> all the fluids um all the fluids. So, <laughs> yeah yeah and i think also i mean like i i mean the last the whole call and response thing i that's like i think my favorite thing ever Me. 
actually, I think when I first heard this song, I don't really, I don't know why I thought this, because obviously you don't want water in your lungs, but for some reason, <laughs> presumably, I'm no scientist, but I feel like you don't want water, <laughs> I feel like you don't want water in your lungs, but, um, but I feel like when I first heard this song for like a long time, I didn't think that was a bad thing. I don't know, yeah. I don't know why. Like, I heard it, and I was like, oh, that's actually really nice. Like, I need you, like, water in my lungs. Like, I didn't even, <laughs> for some reason, my brain did not connect the fact that, like, you don't want that. So I probably used it in inappropriate ways. <laughs> I need you, like, water in my lungs. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, right. Like, I need you. Like, yeah. Um, but. You need air to be, like, sort of sort of wet, I guess, like, humid. <laughs> because I'm having a humidifier. Yeah, your body is made of water in some way. <laughs> That's true. You are the humid. You are my humidifier. You're my humidifier. I do need you like my humidifier. <laughs> Winter is terrible. I do. <laughs> yeah, like, that is so... I'm the one who haunts your dreams of mountains sunk below the sea. Uh, oh, I know that this is what you want. You know that you are not alone. Just everything about that. All the lines. Yeah, I think it was definitely, like, that, whoa, that part, actually, is really real, because that's, like, you can be talking about a lot of things, but if this is about, like, a breakup, then it's, like, like, I know that this is what you want, but, like, you know, you're, he's, like, trying to, like, be there for, like, a person that's maybe, like, but in a way that's, like, obviously hurting him a lot, like, I think that's, like, how I interpret it in a lot of ways. Yeah. Where it's, like, I know this is what you want, but, like... But I'm drowning. Just, you know. Yeah, yeah. just to like, be clear. I'm out of the state, but I'm, like, drowning. But, like, this is what you want. Yeah. No, I think that's, no, I think that's a really good point. Because it's, like, right, it's, like, your tongue is the thing steering this whole ship, right? Like, you're, like, and then it's, like, and then the wrong words, like, that's what stranded us, right? And then it's, like, I know this is what you want, but, yeah, I'm basically dying. <laughs> so... No, I think that's a very good read of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and then it ends with just like saying, "This is the end," <laughs> which I think is kind of funny. Um, also sad. Yeah. But a little bit funny to end the album like that. Sad Yeah. And then he like talks. Like, yeah. It was a really good album ending song. Like it's like as far as like songs to end albums on, like this is like top. This is like top <laughs> top something. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, totally. Totally. I think who writes for, like, a music thing was like, what are your top, what are the top, like, album and songs? And I definitely was like, play Crack the Sky. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, it's a good ending song. Yeah. No, it totally is. It's like, it's, I think it's, honestly, I think it's like a perfect song. It's like sort of the, I like, and I don't, I, this album isn't, it's cohesive in a lot of ways, but it's not like, I wouldn't like, categorize it as like a super cohesive album but like I think there is kind of like an up and a down and I think this is a very good like down kind of like V. I wasn't open on this with experimental like like that tau 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 tau. Tau tau I know tau too. Like intro like ends on this. Yeah yeah down up down. Um, yeah. Yeah this but. song though my god. <laughs> Guys if yeah. you haven't heard the song <laughs> Listen to this song. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is so long. Okay, so the last question... It's really long. The last question I have, and then we have to stop, is... You have to go to work. Is... What would you say to convince someone to listen to this album? 
Whoa. Um, well, I'm wondering about this now. Like, I'm wondering, like, can, like, would I have gotten into this if I wasn't, like, a broken-hearted 13-year-old, like, you know? Yes. Like, would I be able to listen to this now? And I don't know. Like, yeah. And, like, actually get into it. It's really hard. Um, yeah. Agreed. But... Yeah, that's, like, a really hard question because I don't, I can't really divorce it from, like, that place in time. Right. But, and also, like, in so many ways, like, I don't know if I should tell anyone to listen to emo because it fosters so many, like, really destructive attitudes about, like, yourself and the world in so many ways, you know? Like, even, because even with, like, like, there, because of, like, all the self-mythologizing and stuff. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know, it's really, I think, I mean, I think as an album, it's a really beautiful album, like, it's, like, the music is, is really interesting, it's definitely, like, different from so many archetypical, like, emo albums, I think, because of that, because there's, yeah. like, a lot of really interesting song structures, and, like, like, it's actually, like, take risks with the music, it's not just, like, pop punk or acoustic songs or, like, screamo and stuff, it's, like, a pretty experimental album in yeah. terms of that genre, and I think there's definitely, like, like, I'm like a writer so I'm obviously like obsessed with words and there's like some really beautiful like poetic songwriting mm-hmm. on it it's probably like it definitely doesn't seem as deep now as I thought it did but there's still like some lines that I'll be like oh like that's like that's like a really good line like there's a lot of like really yeah. evocative writing on it and I don't know it's like yeah yeah it's tricky I, still, <laughs> I mean I still think it's a great album obviously like I think the songwriting on it is really like what carries it a lot yeah 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 um yeah, I would probably say a similar thing. And I think also, I feel like I talk about this in every, not every podcast, but definitely I've talked about it in at least one where it's like, again, like if I heard it now, I for sure wouldn't care about it as much. Like it's like, I, I wouldn't feel that connection. Like it's a lot about like nostalgia and like that specific feeling at those times. So I think that's always an interesting thing to think about, like how things changed to you over time and like why they mean so much to you and like in relation to your past, right? And your present. Um so I do think this is an album that I think it would be hard for me to hear for the first time now. Um, but I would say the same thing. I would say if you like those kinds of, like, yeah, I think I think this is, like, better than, like, a lot of other Long Island emo at that time. Like, yeah. I think I think it, it breaks out of the kind of typical mold. And I think it's lyrically slightly more interesting, and I think sonically it's slightly more interesting. So. Yeah. And, yeah, and I, and I think... <laughs> Oh, yeah, sorry, I was just saying, it definitely yeah. like, complicates the, like, people's, like, idea of, like, what that genre is. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, and I think Taking Back Sunday didn't do that, and I think Brand New did, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, and I think also I was going to say, like, even if they were, if someone, like, is like, no, I don't want to listen to that, I would at the very least, honestly, just be like, just listen to Playground the Sky. <laughs> like, you don't have to listen to the whole thing, but please just listen to Playground the Sky. Um because whatever so yeah Dijon Tandu very very important to both of us obviously this is the longest podcast I've done because I could talk about this forever same there's a lot I'm gonna make a zine yeah yeah to be continued in zine form so I'll let you know about that um yeah so okay any other sort of parting words about this album or whatever Like weaponized 
my songs, like with Taking Back Sunday and Brand New, because I don't like I don't think Taking Back Sunday came back from Tell All Your Friends with anything interesting. No. And like the like Tell All Your Friends like was their interesting thing, and I think like they came back with this like actually like pretty like album that like pretty much stands up as an album independently like showed a lot of personal development. I don't know. I mm-hmm. think they won Brand New won. Yeah, I actually talked about that in the first one with Lior. Like, I was like, brand new one, that, that fight. Because, <laughs> <Taking Back Sunday, laughs> like, all the Taking Back Sunday albums, like, I, mean, I like the second one, too. Like, I do like it, but um, it just, it's, yeah, they don't grow. Like, they don't grow in the same way that brand new did. Because um, I, th- I think, I think uh, Adam Lazara felt more okay with being in that place, and Jesse, like, did not feel okay with that. So, um, yeah. yeah, so I think they were better for it. So I agree. Um, okay, this is so fucking goddamn long. Um, I'm gonna go to work. Yeah, you're gonna be late for work. Okay, so again, um, if you want to do like really, really, really quick plug, whatever you want to plug, if you want to repeat what you said in the beginning, whatever. Um, um, plug whatever you really want to plug. Uh, if anyone wants to hear more overly analytical, um, more of my overly analytical feelings about music. I've been writing for Impose magazine right now, and I actually definitely really want to do a zine about, like, a, like, I mean, how emo has, like, defined, like, I mean, emo and, like, sad sex and, like, our complicated feelings towards, like, complicated feelings. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've been working on a zine called Reno Dakota, which is funny because Play Practice Guy makes a Dakota reference to a different kind of Dakota, but that is, like, now that we were talking about this, I realized, like, also talks about, like, transients and, like, travel metaphors as it relates to, like, your feelings, yeah. which is not saying that I realized this album did, but now I'm like, whoa, it, there's a connection, so <laughs> it's Reno Dakota scenes. I love that yeah. we're, like, yeah, I love that we're, like, learning new things about albums that, like, we've sort of taken for granted for, like, over, what, like, ten years? Um, yeah. Over ten years, yeah. So, yeah, so cool. Yeah, Nina zines are are really fucking awesome. So, um, and her writing is great and everyone should read it. Um, okay. So I would like to, to end it. I want to thank Nina for doing this. Um, she was supposed to do it last night, but then she was like drunk and didn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, she's the best. I want her to do more of these because this was wonderful. Um, I'm really glad this is the thing that you're doing. Yay. Um, to evaluate, to reevaluate music that was important to you. Yeah, there's also not that much critical work on like Long Island emo. Like I think it's so many people wrote off as something like not worth talking about. I, but know. I think it's very worth talking about. So worth talking about. Yeah. Well, we have to do a Taking Back Sunday one too. Um, oh, oh yeah. But <laughs> see you then. <laughs> oh my god. See you. <laughs> see you next time, Long Island emo. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna end this. <laughs> this is the end. Yeah.